Hello, welcome back to our Muscle and the Hustle podcast, live and direct. It's Friday. It's rain. I don't even know if it's raining. It's miserable anyway. We're back. Is for, it? It is. It's kind of miserable. It's cloudy. Sunny for me. Nah, it's fucking. Um, yeah, we're back. We're back. We've good news. <laughs> We've good news. The live podcast. What did is the live podcast over? The nineteenth oh, of the December. Podcast is the you're trying to s- trick me up here. The live podcast is the nineteenth of December. Am I correct? Nineteenth of December. We've got. We're not going to tell you. So we're doing two podcasts from Notorious Pizza and Mara Felt. The first podcast is a very special guest. We're going to keep that completely um, secret. And the second one is going to be me and Tony's Christmas special. Or Tony and I's <laughs> Tony and I's Christmas special. The guys in Tori's Pizza are working out stuff we can do. Maybe doing a wee bit of cocktail making, maybe doing a bit of pizza making, but they're gonna work it out. They're working it out at the minute. But Oh, that's yeah. gonna be quality. I'm gonna be fucking loaded. <laughs> it's uh, it's during the day. Um and yeah, Paul's coming down to video it, so it'll be up on YouTube and it'll be up on we'll probably try to get it on Spotify video as well. If we do if we do cocktail making, we should do, do you know where I make a cocktail for both of us and then you make one for both of us and then we pick the winner. Uh, and then the winner goes Or three. I would say three because you need a <laughs> you need a separate person to judge it. Alright, well yeah, we'll do that. We'll get we'll get well Paul's probably Paul's training again, so well shouldn't okay, say you that. can have a sip. You can taste I'll, I'll have to, we'll have to cut that but out. <laughs> Oh, fuck me he's not gonna sit and have a full i don't know and we'll not tell each other what we're gonna make i'll get practice in here let me note that uh, uh, that's what we'll do but we're back anyway guys and big news we got our spotify wrapped um very surprised very surprised um a lot of people a lot of listeners that we didn't know we had a lot of new countries gonna bring it up here now so was very good very, it was true. very good exactly cheers for all the tags as well we're listening in 30 countries now uk ireland australia uae and canada those are big ones and we're in the top 10 most shared podcasts in the world weirdly that mightn't be saying much yeah, top for their 10%. Uh, top 10 percent. sorry that mightn't be saying much for for the rest of the podcast but uh, fuck all, we don't even push people. We like don't even say it right at the end. But people tune out then. Who's saying the podcast? Who's? I just want to know who's sharing our podcast on Snapchat. What a fucking legend! <laughs> some some persons are floating about sharing the podcast on Snapchat and WhatsApp. Snapchat even a thing anymore? Do you use Snapchat? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really use it, but it is. It's huge. Like people just use it as like a WhatsApp now. Um. Yeah, we're we're up. Uh, what are we up, listeners? We're up seventy five percent followers. We're up fifty percent streams, and we're up thirty six percent listeners. So cheers for shows that. Shows you shows you the importance of consistency. I think because like if we can do that every year for the next two years, like we'll have one of the, we'll have probably one of if not the biggest in Northern Ireland. Then it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah, you'd be surprised because I was looking at the one of the podcasts that I knows. For a fact, that's probably one or two in the number one podcast in Northern Ireland. Their stats aren't that much more than us. They're they're the difference is is is, is not. It's all about momentum. The the wolf climbing the hills, hungrier than the wolf at the top. Right, cheers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, cheers to that. And it does it does make a big difference when you when you like and share and do all that stuff. But it's very much appreciated as always. 
Um, in today's podcast, we're we're bringing back the anonymous questions. <laughs> We've uh, there's been a few that's we'll say been sitting in the in the old anonymous question folder for a while. A couple of juicy yeah, ones. Yeah, a few here as well. A couple of juicy ones that we were holding back, but we thought, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's get them out. Um, and the guy from last week, actually, the podcast last week, the guy was thinking about becoming a PT as send us a message to say cheers so there you go people yeah, are I, got a, I got a i got a message about uh do you know what do you know what actually before we begin there is i'm not going to give a name uh, there is somebody who actually messaged me this week mckay and you'll actually be buzzing but this messaged me last week maybe and he was saying that uh, he was considering a hair transplant this is months and months ago and we 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 must have got asked something about this and i always you know the rocks fucking king blah 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 but we said something about it was before sean was on too it was just about like it was practically just go for it if you fucking want it and He's went and got it, and he's turned around and said it is the very best thing that he's ever done. He said his confidence is far better. Everything is just a lot better. And he goes, he was dilly-dallying around the decision, and he just said, "If you, I could just like to say a massive thank you to you and Mickey. And do you know what? See that message? Is that made my week? Because sometimes you'd be popping on the podcast, and you'd be like, I can't be fucked with this. Like, Mickey, Mickey's a ball bag. Can't be always talking to him. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, do you know what we message like that? That means a lot. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, cheers, guys. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot. We do get a lot of messages, and people, you know, I know we do fuck about and we have a bit of fun, but there is certain wee nuggets that people do take away, and yeah, that does it does mean a lot, especially when it's coming from like people that's maybe struggling a bit to to see what they should be doing or where they should be going, which is a big thing. You know, it's sometimes it's good just to hear from someone else going, you know what, just fucking do it or be a bit cautious or whatever, whatever. It's- you know it's easy for us see the thing is too don't think like we're like we always say this we're not gurus it's it's a prime example of it's very very easy to give advice when it's not your situation so for example if you see anything going on in my life you'd be like well why doesn't he just sort that like this or mickey do this but it's very hard to read the label of the bottle when you're inside the bottle so it's it that's one of the reasons why it's it's helpful joe because we're, we're trying to give an outside opinion completely non bias because we don't know like these anonymous q and so do you want to start mickey or will i no you can start right well some of these are quite personal so we made we made dodge them right but i reckon uh we do you want to start do you want to start easy or do you want to start like ah oh, rip the rip the bandit off and just go for it right well then i'll just go for one of the toughest one uh and by toughest i mean this is pretty rough so this is practically how it's worded i'm just going to word it probably a little bit I got a, I got a Q&A and then I actually got this written to me as well because he wanted to clarify on this because he obviously trusts me. So this is quite good. So don't worry, I won't name you, Tom. Joking, <laughs> joking, don't worry. And uh, my girlfriend is into a bit of the rough stuff. And then I sort of, like, I was like right dead on, but then it followed up with another anonymous Q&A. And then it was like, like a bit of slapping, a bit of rough play. I'm just not into hitting women or that side of things. Any advice? So I don't I don't know where he means hit. Like I'm I'm not too sure how rough this is, but yeah. I honestly was like, what the fuck do you do there? It wouldn't be. I I don't think I would be. Um, I don't think I could do that. Even though you ever had uh like our, our yeah 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 like, I've been with girls that like are a wee bit rougher, but never to the point of uh of slapping or hitting spanking. Yeah, fuck, I don't think it. I don't think it, sure. from what it sounds like there it doesn't sound like hitting. It sounds like you know, just like I. I 
a decent, not a decent slap, but like just a <laughs> no, like that's what I mean. I mean, I mean a decent slap by hitting. I don't mean fucking hitting a straight a jab down the gut. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I don't know. Like, even even like slapping and stuff like that. There, I don't know if I could do it. It would probably wreck the moment <laughs> in a way. Um, I think there's a balance. There's a balance. There is a balance. But that's kind of when you would say maybe she's not the right partner for you if that's what she's into. Because like, like I I was with a girl years ago, years ago. She'll never be listening to this, so it doesn't matter. Um, and she and she, she <laughs> was fairly she was fairly rough, like, and she would like scraped me really bad to a point like where um it would have been painful to be in the shower like it would have stung i would have had to put like uh there was some sort of fucking i don't know what it was, it was some sort of liquid shit you got from the chemist to stop like infection i would oh, have had like, to pour yeah, it yeah i know what you mean i would have like, had to yeah. pour it in the cuts it was that bad jesus i swear to f- now the thing didn't last that long and it was a novelty because i was a wee bit younger at the start but it was Fuck it was sore. Like I, I remember I remember I was training with Mark Getty at the time and he seen it on my arm a few times and goes, Fuck's sake, buddy, were you fighting? And I was like, No, I wasn't fighting and he was looking at it. And then there was some PT in the gym that I seen walk past and goes, Nah, it's a girl's nails. Nah, fuck he knew. And it was I mean it was too much. It was too much for me, like. But I think everybody's got a dial, like Joe, yeah. everybody likes maybe a I think there, I think there's a clear balance though. Would you not say like as well? Like, I don't, this come from a male perspective. Maybe this isn't me. Obviously, I'm not inside a female brain, but I don't think any female wants like just Mister Sensitive Passion, where it's so soft and subtle. No, uh, no, maybe, definitely don't. Maybe, I, I don't know. Do you know what though? And this is just me being straightforward. And I think a lot of men will talk about this. I think every time you have a intercourse, interco- it's different. Of course. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, in a sense of you know, a lot of people just ignore this and walk over. It, but like, sometimes depending on the moment, it might be less, it might be more. You know, it, it's very different with, with all the time. So it's one of the things where like, if this was like a like fair enough, this this seems like it's like an ongoing problem. But like, I'm sure there's the odd time where things maybe get a bit heavier, and then other times where it's a bit softer. It's just like generally you can have good and bad sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it depends if it's if it's a fetish or she just likes it. Like that. I think it sounds more like she's just like that's like sort of not her thing, but for for me it sounds like just sort of like a bit of like a just rough. It seems like it. He said rough stuff, like slapping etc. was sort of the thing. So it, it doesn't sound like it's like where he's fucking hitting her an uppercut. It's more like oh. maybe just a bit rough where it's putting him off. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh maybe it, it sounds to me that the two years probably aren't the best of matches. Or unless it's not a make or break inside the bedroom and then uh, inside the bedroom it sounds like he's aren't so either you need to go all in and go for it and see can you get into it or you need to see will she'll dial out slightly and that's natural like everybody's like met people before and everything's been really good and then when it comes to the bedroom it just doesn't work out and that's like it's normal it happens you know it's happened before probably to every person like it just it's you known not all the time everybody's going to tick all the boxes so and it just depends on how how highly you rate the boxes if, if it's the most important thing to you you know i think it's a i think try and try, for me i would just try and, and it sounds a bit hardcore but i'd probably try and go of it and see how see like try and just let go of your mindset and if she wants us she wants a left hook or something just throw it out there and see how it goes uh, i just i'll answer go at half pace <laughs> 
Like, just, uh, by the way, this is before fucking Sony <laughs> reports. This is light humor. Please do not message me saying we're promoting fucking beating women. That is not. It's a fucking joke. It's uh, a joke. I know. It's about, yeah, uh, you know, box uh, where put it's, Oh fuck me! You see the amount of people I was listening and you said this, mate. It's a fucking joke, lad. Chill the fuck out. Uh, people are snowflakes. Your go. So so with her, we'll end up with either lean into it. Or have a conversation. I think you need to have the conversation. Um, and if it's definitely something, if it's like, if it's a boner killer for you, it's not going to work. I'd say it sounds just like it's off, but it sounds like you're still going through it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's up to you. Depends. Depends. Uh, to have a conversation, conversation. You don't have it in like a. If she's into that, she's obviously into quite a dominant man. So don't come from like the I'm Mister Sensitive because that will completely put her off. I think just have it like. Right, I don't get me wrong. I'm into this and I'm into that, but like, where's where do we draw the line here, Joe? Like roughly, and then I think you when you come from a dominant position, you'll actually not turn her off. Then if that's the best way to explain it. Yeah, yeah, I have a good one here. here. Go. Right, this one here was sent in a good while ago. This is probably sent in shortly after the last one we did. Right, sticky situation. Going with a girl in the lands. Is in holy <laughs> lands. She goes to uni. I don't. A few weeks back after she went to uni, one of her housemates came into the room and shit went down. Not my proudest moment. And has done since. What you reckon? What you reckon the best course of action is? What's the problem? The problem is he's going with a girl. And when the girl goes to uni in the morning, her housemate slips into the room. Oh, fuck. Yes. And I can tell you now, and this might disgust some people, that happens a lot and not just the holy lands every student area everywhere and i know your friends it's not even a lot of the time people don't always move in with all your friends there's like friends of friends and people of people like like halls of residence i have heard i know people has been in them situations i know girls have been in them situations i know fellas been in them situations i've like it's it's not uncommon. No, it's it's a fucking it's a not a great situation. But for people that are going, Jesus ass mad, I can tell you now, this guy is not the only person that's doing that. Now he's an honest, we don't know who he is, but this could be all sorted by now because that was just after freshers. But best course of action I would say would be Fuck, I don't know. Clearly there's no point being with the girl if you're sleeping with her housemate as well. And then also you can't be sleeping with your ex-girl's housemate. So you're in a lose-lose situation, lad, to be honest. I personally think this is just one of them things where, like, you, uh, if you're, you could easily turn around and say, no, you're just thinking with your cock and it's going to blow up in your face more than likely. Or, you, like, if you don't give a fuck, this is me being straight, then sweet, just work away. But one, if you're trying to work it out with either of them, then you need to pick one or the other. If you don't honestly give a fuck, Just then knock the two of them you can, out. Not yeah, knock them out physically, but not. And then when it blows yeah. up in your face, don't be annoyed because it is going to eventually. That's going to get out. Like it probably know, has got out already. I, I bet you. When we say this, someone's going to text and go, "This was the who this boy was," and it did blow up in his face. People have a way of finding out stuff, especially in the Holy Lands. That's the thing. The Holy Lands is yeah, a massive do. area, but everybody knows everybody's business. You cannot walk into a house or walk out of a house in the Holy Lands without people not seeing you. That's just the way it is. So it's Very a shit. Like that. It's, yeah, it's a shit situation. 
you know, not for you because you're doing the dirt in your missus. It's a shit situation for your missus because also, if the shit does hit the fan, the chances are she's losing a housemate that could be a mate and a boyfriend. If, yeah, see, if you're if you're actually in a relationship, this just shouldn't be happening. Uh, for me, the number one thing I always say to anybody who treats their other half uh, like in, a, in a, this sort of fashion is, if you don't change your mindset in that, even if you think you're on the upper hand and you're great, the next person you attract into your life down the line will be the same character that you are. So don't be surprised in if you don't change your personality or your traits or your morals or your values in five, six years, if you're going on a long-term relationship and your other half cheats on you because you are that person. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to shit to hear, but that's the truth. Yeah. If you're going to be a wanker and put out like wanker vibes, you're just going to attract wankers into your life. That's the long and short of it. You're, if you're a cheater, you're going to attract a cheater. It's just as simple as that. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds odd, but you know, whenever you're seeing a person, you just, you, you, you know, after a while, I know people say, oh, it got me to, like, I know that sounds terrible, but do you ever hear of, like, a couple and you hear of somebody cheating on the other and you're like, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah. It sounds terrible. Yeah. But you know, you, you know of the sort of character that person is. Yeah. So you're not shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, there, there's people you meet in life and you, and if you hear something negative about them, you go, yeah, I get that. I get that vibe off them. Yes. They're, they're a negative person or they give you just creepy vibes or they give you like sneaky vibes. So if like th they can't help but put out them vibes into the world. So if you meet someone and they give them vibes, the chances are they are that literal person. The person that you think they are, they probably are because sometimes the more severe of it, they can't hide it. They can't hide who they are. You know that, like, especially if like, like you get a like a fella or a girl that's like a wee bit sleazy, or you meet them on Tinder, or you meet them on whatever. Uh, the chances are they are a sleaze. No, it's not just you. You're not the special person. You know this girl isn't sliding under DMs. This fella isn't sliding under DMs. I mean, sleazy just to you. The chances are they're sleaze or if you like have an affair with someone and you meet someone through an affair so you cheated on your on your on your spouse or your your whoever you're in a relationship with with someone else the chances are it's going to happen again like it's not just a one-off well there is certain circumstances where it could be a one-off but it probably isn't you know if if you had an affair with a fella that was married and he was willing to have an affair and step out of wedlock. The chances are that could happen again. So it's always going to be in the back of your mind, like that always comes to my mind. Like I'm like, how do you break? How do you how do you cheat in your wife and then expect your? But the thing is, sometimes it does like the don't. But I'm always like, I couldn't trust a man who cheats on. Like I couldn't trust. See if I see if I slept with a woman that's married. Yeah, I couldn't trust her to then be married to me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> There's certain things like yeah. There's certain things in life where if you go through, if you go through life and with with someone with a significant other and you can't trust them, like there's no point going on that journey with them because trust is the foundation of literally everything. If you cannot trust the person that you put the most effort and time into, there's no there's really no point because without trust, there's really nothing. Like there's 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 less than nothing. Like there, trust is probably number one. Like 
when you leave the house in the morning or you come back at night or or they go on a night out if you can't trust like your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife the whole thing's fucked to be honest <laughs> in my opinion like i i know people's in relationships that don't trust their other halves and it gives them so much anxiety at certain times like i know i know a girl i know a girl in a relationship i know a girl in a relationship who doesn't trust leaving her boyfriend in the house on his own because she thinks he steals from her see like what the fuck i know like we certain things go missing like like jewelry and and different shit and she's like I remember telling like another girl I know when we were kind of in the same. We were we weren't all together for a night out, but we bumped into each other, and they were they were kind of in the middle of the convo. And she was like saying like she had a ring went missing, she had a bracelet, a watch. There was money went missing that was left out for a cleaner, and there was other stuff. And she was like, "I'm pretty sure it's it's him, like." And I was just like, I- "What the fuck?" Like, and she's been going out with this boy for she's it's about to be a good while anyway like and she was like yeah i just don't trust having him in the house on his own and all she goes but i give him a key ages ago i can't wait for my follow-up question on this because i have a i have a question on it and i was going to leave it to later but this actually just lines up so nicely go for it do nice guys finish last that was what somebody wrote in and i think that's a very good question i do think nice guys finish last most of the time one off fuck I think it like I, I really really like I really wish I could turn around and go no not all the time but I honestly think what would you say 80 85% 80% probably 80 I 70 70 to 80% of nah I probably 70, 75 75 to 80 I would say finished last because it's simple see the nicer you are to people right the nicer you are in a relationship to a girl and this is this isn't every girl but it's a lot of girls the nicer you are they start to look for flaws and a way out and they're like he's too nice this is too good where's the catch this is going to implode on us I'm going to be left on my own this is so shit and girls look for a way out if the person is too nice and I've noticed this before with loads of different people they look for a way out because they think, oh my God, this can't be real. This has to be an act. When's it going to end? I don't deserve this. Um, so then they just go back to what they know better and that's just dating our souls. And think- that's where they feel. They feel they almost feel safer dating a dickhead than they do dating someone that's actually really nice and someone that actually puts effort into them. They'd rather someone who treats them like shit because then they know that there's no massive like way down i think a, a really good outline to this is that if you're a person who is super nice there's nothing wrong with that but you need to make sure and i feel like this is the one counter because i had this chat with a relationship coach before and it, this is years ago this is years and years ago it's like as if ther- it was a it was like a therapy session maybe about seven years ago and i'll never forget it and they said that and I said this in a couple of podcasts back. It was like, if you are going to be extremely nice to somebody you're dating within the first uh, while, you really, realistically, you need to be able to turn around and say, I'm willing to walk away. So if that person, if you're being good and that person's not being the same to you, you have to be willing to turn around and go, 
I'm willing to walk away from this. Like turn around and go, nah, you're not treating me right. I'm going to take a bit of space, have a bit. And then that immediately, it doesn't put you in the bad boy position, but it shows them that you've got a set of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel like that that's the only way to counterbalance that. Like you have to be willing to self-respect yourself. Like go, if you do something really nice and you're continually doing it and they're almost knocking you down and you're almost second guessing yourself and you don't want to be an our shoulder, you don't want to not value the person say it fucking bluntly to them and then all of a sudden that dynamic does like you switch it's like yeah I'm going to be good to you but if you're not good back or yeah. you're not respecting that you can fucking suck my balls I'm leaving yeah, I think yeah yeah. well there's a there's that, a fine that, line between being a good guy and being a pushover you can be a good guy you know, but stand up for yourself and be the person you really are or you can be the good guy and just be an absolute better and let a girl walk over you And but that's not what some well some girls might want that but most girls don't no want that woman wants that they no want they want a man that. to be a man and they but they also they do want them to be treated right but i i just i know from the past that once you no know, you they do be treated right for a certain length of time they start to go jesus this is too much this is too good where's the catch and they start looking for catches and sooner or later because nobody's perfect they're going to find slight wee flaws and then them flaws are going to be exasperated i've i've went i've went through it before with 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 a person and like their biggest fear was it not working out which was crazy like crazy like that was their biggest fear of it that's not working out and they were like jesus you know why you think a negative like that they're like oh don't know it's just stuck in my head and nothing like she didn't mean nothing bad by it it just crept under her head and it was destroying her like it was it was hurting her and it was eating away at her but it wasn't like she didn't no she didn't put it in her head on purpose it just got in and it was really like really hurting the girl and like i there's nothing no i can only be myself to help her and to show her that like it wasn't no there was no act it was just what it was but just sadly that them things do creep in and when they do creep in and they eat away at you and they bite away at you it, it can have like it has bad consequences yeah plus i feel like a another caveat to this is that as a man or even a female don't get me wrong i don't think there's anything wrong with prioritizing your other half but you need to have something bigger than that so i feel like as a man you should have some sort of purpose or mission outside of just relationships so it's different if you have a kid like that's that's your purpose that's your mission yeah so the relationship obviously matters loads but in terms of like if you're in a relationship a year or two and all that matters is that like for example like if you're into football you're into football if you're into business you're into business if you're into your hobby whatever it is or trying to personally develop yourself i feel like whenever you are focusing so much on becoming a better version of yourself or you're focusing on you yeah then naturally that balance with them is is a lot easier whereas if you just prioritize that person you can allow them to walk over you very very easy whereas it's not a case of protecting yourself and being like oh well, i'm not gonna you can still put that person first but you have to put yourself before them at any pain point so yeah whatever's better for you in the long run as well is very key now i know this is different when you have kids and you're married there is time periods where you have to sway if somebody's got a promotion or there's a hard push but we're talking about here at the very start we're talking about this is this is not even the start first couple of years i think uh, and i feel like that's a very good topic but i do feel like for me personally i don't know about you but from a younger age and people can say whatever they want I've always noticed the nicer the nicer you are usually 
there's obviously a balance, but I just generally think that. And I think the only people that will probably argue with that statement is probably women that don't want to admit it. And I know that's going to be frustrating to hear. Yeah. But that is the only person. Because if you have a chat with men and they go through their friend groups and they go through relationships, they know past relationships, friends relationships, they will usually go, do you know what? In general rule of thumb, nice guys don't do as well as maybe people. I'm not saying dicks. Yeah. I'm just saying... Well, we're saying about people who just yeah. have maybe it's not their number one like ever all their eggs are not one bath they're straight after now i'm not saying see multiple women do you know where i'm coming from that not not a dick but just not nice nice yeah well like no girl wants a better they don't want a guy who's gonna bow down to them and like no chance but also when push comes to shove they want a guy who will clear a room to protect them no the, the, it's the it's the like the old kind of stereotype the man is the protector they want that you know they want that too yeah but there is and for fellas and even for the other way around for fellas there's a fine line between being a dick and being a pushover but also you have to just be yourself you know if you are by nature a pushover that's 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 just who you are yeah. you know you can't yeah. act up and not be that guy that's well, just who you are you just like the quiet life you like you know i that'll do but if you're also you no know, if you're the opposite and you you think your missus wants a pushover you're not being yourself so it's not really like it's not, it's not gonna, it, it'll, it'll, it'll work if you want it to work but it's not going to work for you it could work for her I even think she'll she'll not want that. People will go on like they want that. I don't think I deep down, like yeah. you, I don't care what anyone says. Nobody wants a better. You want the alpha. You want the person doing that's looking out for themselves. You want somebody who can protect you. You want somebody who's not afraid to stand up for themselves. Because see, if you you what'll happen to you is if you bow down to the other half, what'll happen is firstly that starts in your relationship then that starts in your career that starts with other people then somebody skips you in a queue and you don't stand up for yourself it, it, if you allow one small thing it's like for example i got skipped in a line in in dubai and you're not supposed to to do anything joe if it's a local like you probably yeah. should leave that because joe if, if something kicks off you wanted to and it's just see if you let stuff like that just slide that is all these wee things that slowly break you down as a person it ruins your confidence and that that takes years to build up so it's it's small things like for example say i'm a with uh, my girlfriend and somebody grabs her arse and says he's a big six foot three person I know like I don't have a chance here yeah I'm still gonna turn around and shove that fucker and go what the fuck do you think you're doing and it doesn't matter if I get smacked the fuck out as long as I'm willing to to stand my ground that's all that matters because you've got the confidence whereas if you let that slide like how do you think like do you, like I know people will say this but people will say oh he doesn't want attention I'm not saying you have to start a full scale row but you have to be willing to stand up for yourself nobody wants I would rather be the person that stands up for me gets knocked that clean fuck out because a, a punch never really hurts than the person who is just like better like yeah. not willing to do anything like as much as like you'll not be attractive getting knocked the fuck out but nine times out of ten you're not gonna a fight won't even happen yeah a fight won't happen like most of the, most of the time it, a fight won't happen yeah and it's one of the things where i feel like if you're not if you're afraid to stand up for yourself it's like in a job where somebody tells you to do something and it's not really your job it's somebody else's and you cover that it's all of a sudden expected that that's now you just cover that and it's just like a default that that's now your responsibility and you're giving yourself extra work extra hassle beating yourself down stressing yourself out all over this like 
almost pleasing yourself. And it's that quote I said to you the other day in the last podcast. If you're a friend of everyone, you're an enemy of yourself. And it really is fucking true. You have to stand your ground in your relationship, in your family life. Now, there is a balance and you have to be able to see their standpoint as well. So you can you can think you're standing your ground, but if you're standing your ground too much, you're inflexible and you're being a bell end. But there is this yeah. where if you're getting walked over, you have to stand up for yourself where you've got a minute 30 left because I haven't paid for pro zoom. Well, uh, this was my pro. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll come out and come back in again because we have a few more to do. It's only thirty minutes, so we'll come out and come back in again. I'll log in my over Zoom, right? Can you cut that, or will we just go fuck it? I'll cut it. Well, well, I'll keep recording and I'll just cut it out, sure. Right, I'll uh, you just sign right. I'll go no here and sign, send you a link from the new. No Hello. So it's back. Uh, so we use hit play and we'll go. I was kept it recording anyway. All right. Well, I'll finish that off. So yuck, yeah, I just think stand your ground in that front. I do think nice guys can finish last. And if you want to roll into your question, because that's three fuck we're dragging these the balls out of these. We're dragging. The, well, what do you say? Oh, no, nah, the next question is right. That one there's stupid. Guys, give me some action plans on taking more risk. I feel like I'm stuck. That's meant to be stuck in a rut. I feel like I'm stuck in a rut with work and life, and I feel like I'm holding myself back. You want answers, will I? Uh, we'll probably do- we'll have different uh, perspectives on it. I would say if you're not taking enough risk, you have to ask yourself why what's holding you back why why are you not why are you not taking risks do you not believe in yourself do you not believe in what you do do you not are you not happy in your job or are you not happy in your life or why have you decided to take the easy life and not take risks because there's a lot of all the pluses of taking a risk are you know all the upsides you could be happier you can make more money you could meet more people you get out more so you have to ask yourself what is holding you back internally if it's something you know psychologically or is it something physically or you know you have to ask yourself that question why are you not taking the risks because there because the answer's there you know there's easy for us to talk about it now and say you need to take risks because of all the rewards and all the upsides but there's something in your head that's telling you not to take risks so you have to really look at that first before anything 
think uh, a really good thought process this is I've said this before and it's take a pen and paper write out what is the worst case scenario that happens to me yeah. and nine times out of ten it's you loop back around to the same position you were in now six months twelve months later so there's no loss it's like oh like I need to take risk I don't want to move I'm not too sure should I move country what happens if you move country you don't like it you come back you end up in the same place oh I might not get the same job you probably get a very similar job anyway next uh, then you look at right well I'm not too sure if this is right for me this is wrong right well just fucking go for it you'll always rather have said I went yeah. for it it didn't work out and come back because the, the what will kill you later in the line is not the it, you'll never have regret from doing something you'll only ever regret of not doing something and seeing it like really good example is like if you were considering say you were considering online coaching around the time I was at the very very start in Nuri right and you were like oh I'll just leave it a year and you left it a year and a year turned into two and then all of a sudden you see and this is me being an egotistical thing like money's not everything and then you see where I am and you have more potential than me you know that but I just got started quicker than you and took the risk yeah. that will eat at you oh, yeah. that will fucking eat you alive because you know that you could be providing better for your family you could be doing X, Y and Z now maybe you don't want that but I mean there's other people in your area or there's somebody else that'll take the risk it'll pay off and they'll be grateful for it you only thing ever holding you back is yourself and I feel like a really good rule of thumb is sometimes I used to be like oh don't say no enough if you're saying no enough you are looking after yourself but there's a certain stage where you have to be willing to say yes to things so if you feel like you've said no to too much you have to say yes to things now opportunity won't come knocking your door right into old group chats going anybody want to go for a drink this weekend does anybody want to book a holiday a trip you might get fuck all back from it but then that might motivate you to go well fuck them nobody else is gonna do it i'm gonna have to book the trip myself i'm gonna have to xyz get this started i just feel like you need like you can't turn around to us and expect or anybody else to expect your life to be exciting or take the risk for you you have to grab your own life by the fucking balls and the horns and actually go after it otherwise what will happen is you will cruise until you're 45 and you will live a quiet life of desperation whenever you're an older man no that's hard i know that's straight to the point but i'd say mickey you agree with me completely Oh yeah, like that's the harsh reality. The harsh reality is that you can cruise through life and do pretty much the mundane, do the normal, and and there's nothing wrong with the normal, the nine to fives. And you reach forty or fifty, and you go, "What the fuck happened to my life? I had all these plans. I was meant to go to Australia. I was meant to go to America. I was meant to do this. I was meant to do that, and you just went on the cruise mode." And you, you, you're working for someone and you were meant to start your own business and now you're saying, what the fuck happened? Like there's two two different peoples in the world. I heard this saying years ago. There's people who make things happen and there's people who say, what the fuck happened? And that, <laughs> that, that, that was told to me by a, a businessman who's an absolute slabber of a man, but it did hit home. And he says there's that's the two different peoples in the world and that this is the one he is. And it's true it is true in a way. People are people are so afraid of taking risk. So afraid of taking risk. I'm a risk taker. I've always been a risk taker. But it scares so many people. But then also the same people are going to me, Fuck, you have a real cool life. I I'd love a life like yours. You know, you go you go to these places and you do these things. I'm like, yeah, because I took the risk. Like being a DJ and saying I want to do this and have this lifestyle. Nobody in Oma ever did that before. Probably nobody in Toronto did that before. I was the outlier. Like nobody paved the way for me. That was a huge risk. And like I, I didn't doubt myself, but I'm sure every single other person did doubt it because nobody had done it before. It didn't make sense. Which is which is a crazy thing when you think about it. I was on a, I was doing a podcast with a guy during the week. We talked about it. Like 
I don't even know what was been going through my family's heads when I kept like when I had good jobs growing up and I kept going no fucking need to just do DJ full time and the, the going through their heads they must have been like fucking hell this man's gonna end up on the streets like he's gonna end up in a cardboard box you know because nobody had done it before nobody had like set the way or showing oh I, I like to follow that guy because well there was guys in Belfast and, and but like I didn't know who they were I didn't know any of them you know there was Fergie boys of God and Gleave but like I didn't know them boys they were just like stories to me they were boys I read in local magazines I didn't I didn't you know I didn't know them I didn't know to talk to them I didn't know to go here guys what, what did you do how'd you do that I just had to take the risk and go fuck it this is what I want to do like I knew if I stayed 9 to 5 or or my fallback was cooking and I was a damn good chef I would never have been happy like I fuck I, I, I would probably be an alcoholic because that's what most people that are cooks be driven through the stress drives you to alcoholic <laughs> Escapism. Escapism. Like it's and I seen that. Like when I was young working in kitchens, nearly almost every chef was an alcoholic or a gambler or problems at home or abusive. They all had like problems. And you know what? Ninety percent of them are really nice guys. Really nice guys. But life and the job and the stress is just fucking at them. And I mean at them inside out. I see some of them in the street now. In Oman, different places, and like they, they always say the same thing: "Fuck, you're smart of getting out. You're smart of getting out. It's it's, it's like a jail." And it, and I loved cooking, like I loved it, but the actual stresses and all of the job, the actual actual job, not just cooking the food, was like depressing. But it's something that I suppose you had to do it to know. And it probably forced me to even more double down on the DJ and double down on everything. But yes, yeah, like without well, risk, what is there? You know, you know, it's like Tony, like everybody would have been thinking when he left the fire service. Like there would have been people going, That man is mental. Like people would have thought you Are were you the craziest person around. Like, especially a job like the fire service. I got I got I got a quite a lot of stick from other people. Like, don't get me wrong, the boys in my watch were really supportive. Like, they sort of a couple of people in, which is very interesting. Is like a lot of other firefighters told me I was nuts, but they didn't know me. If you get me, yeah. Uh, but what are they doing now when they're looking was, at you? Know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like even afterwards, they messaged me and be like, "No way, man! You can't be serious. You're not wise." Like, laughy phases going, "You'll regret this." Like on my Instagram and stuff, and then, but people on my watch, like which I found very odd, was I was in the fire station. I done a year in Springers and Springfield Road in Belfast. I done a year in Cadogan, which is Lisbon Road, and yeah. like, which is odd. I moved watch right, and within the first three months of each watch, which is really strange, the watch commander said to me, "And both watches going, I just don't think you'll be in the fire service for life." And I was like, it wasn't provoked. And I just remember both of them saying it. And it was just very, very odd. Uh, what what was his reason behind that? Because he thought you would go down a different career or you couldn't hack it? No, he, he it was just something that he just goes there. He, he, I don't know. It was just certain things I'd done and then it provoked them to say it. Like, for example, I remember you have to like... Uh, you have to what's the best way to explain this you have to explain I don't know if anybody's ever seen this before but like if you get a brief for like a 
like a fire like we we used to do practice drills in springers so like they would turn all the lights off the blindfold use, sorry not turn the lights off the blindfold use and they just spray paint your helmet so you can't see anything so it's like being in a black fire and it without the heat yeah and they give you a brief so whenever you're going into a building you'll get like right well say you're going in your third fire third group of two going or sorry party of two going in they'll be like look this part of the fire service has sweep this side your brief is to go in hold the right hand wall take the first second right hand door go into the room do a sweep of that room report back on xyz and get back to but whenever we were in springers they pulled me and a smack to one side and then i was i was we were just doing it, it was me and sean mccormick and i'll never forget it and we were just sweeping the the it was just to sweep the station but he gave us a brief that that and it was like I want you to go in right hand wall go in your second door go up the stairs then I want you to take your second left then I want you to go round the room enter the first door on your right then go through the first door on your left once you sweep left yeah. or sorry go through the right because you always sweep the same way so if you're in right you're staying right and you're sweeping the room right yeah. and whatever the brief was it was fucking really long but I don't know how it was but he just said back to me repeat the brief to me and I was blindfolded at the time and I repeated it back like picture perfect and then I, it was meant to trip you up do you know what I mean yeah and then after the thing, we had sweeped the room and all, but whatever way it went, we went fine. Like, I think we missed a fucking body, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I think we missed like a kid under the sink or something. Joe, you know, something like you wouldn't, you, uh, you wouldn't look for it, but it, 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 like, you, you'd be surprised where they put this in the train and stuff. And it does make sense because like you wouldn't know. But anyway, it was just a case of it was very complex. And then we had to do a couple of other things where you had to memory stuff. And I just found it very easy. Uh, and I don't know, it was just certain things that they just said to me that I wouldn't be there, but I found it very odd i think it was because they knew the money i was making in the coaching game and yeah there's a lot well. safer yeah, I don't know. It, yeah it was safer. just one of the things where i got a lot of stick about it but then joe uh, it's turned out quite well for me now joe i don't get me wrong i still miss certain traits like i don't think you'll ever get there's somebody i know that's firefighting at the moment they're considering quitting for online coaching and he's debating it and i goes you're struggling for the same reason that i was and the only reason i struggled to quit the fire service was never to do with the money it's because you'll never get a buzz like it again when the when it goes off when you get a call and you're going to a house fire and you know there's people in there there's no as, as bad as it sounds i know you're there to save lives there's no adrenaline rush like it yeah but you would never there's have gone no. to wear a budgie smuggler as i much. know i know i know true 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 but yeah a uh, different one uh yeah hard hard to explain that would actually led into one of my other questions that i had which was like I feel like i have so much potential but just don't know what to do or where to go or it was just like a pretty much like a yeah. I, have all, I have this feeling I have more to give but don't know where to give and I was just like that actually leads into that I would honestly just say just start taking more risks saying yes and even give more energy to people around you conversations yeah. everything and you'll be surprised what opportunities can open up yeah if you if you feel like you have more potential and you, and you know you know you have more to give the world or more to give life just fucking go for it just go for it and take the risk and try these new things like, if you feel like you've more, like, say you're working in a, a nine to five job or you're working a, as a doctor or a teacher or something, but you feel like your skills are better suited as a fireman, no, you or you feel like you want to make a difference in people's lives and, and maybe work with children, or you feel like you have the potential to be a massive music star, just go for it. You know, take the risk. Of, you know, unless taking the risk is going to put you out in the street straight away now is the time when you're a certain age i don't know what the age this guy is 
just go for it and have a go at it. Like, don't, like, regret is the killer. Regret is the biggest killer you will ever have in your life. Like, I always say this. You want to get through life with as little regret as possible. Because that is the one thing that will eat you inside out when you get to a certain age. And I see people every day full of regret. And I am so glad in my life I have so few regrets. And I mean, I could probably count them in one hand, if even. Like that's regret for me. Regret is probably my biggest fear in life. And I see I see so many people with so much regret because they didn't do stuff. Even like simple things like traveling. Like people now that are like getting engaged and, and like say buying houses in their 30s or going fuck I never did that year in Australia or never did that J1 in America and then now they're planting like if you think about it you're planting down like a 40 year um, contract in a certain area so the chances of you going to Australia for a year are slim to none at that, at that stage or you're in a full time job a career what, what's the retirement age now 65 is it 65 yeah some people 67 so say 67 and the average age of people live to is what late 70s so you've got I don't know yeah probably got, like, don't fucking plan. you've got 10 you've time got time 10 years working. to live your life after you retire and you're and, old as and fuck. you're old as fuck like think about that so you work your whole life you go to school for what how many years do you go to school? 7, 14, 15, 16, say 17 years you go to school. If you go to uni, yeah. If you go to uni. And then you go straight into a career for another 50 years. Yeah, say you yeah, go to career for 50 years, years, right? And then you have 10 that's years to live your life. That's fucking mental. If you think about that it, like that, that's mental. <laughs> that's why when people go to me, oh, like... Oh, like a, the job isn't great at the minute. Like when you add up, right? Realistically, when you add up all the hours you work and you sleep, you probably get about a third. Like if you, if you, right? So you sleep probably on average. If you sleep eight hours a night, you know, you're sleeping roughly a third of your life, right? Yeah. So it's a third of your life gone to sleep. So you realistically don't even have that much. You've only got 16 hours a day. You don't have 24. If you work eight hours, five days a week, you're talking not a full third, but you're talking a large majority of that third. By the time you commute, commute, you maybe have other wee things like, groceries or whatever you probably get about a third of even of your life if you don't enjoy if you enjoy work you're laughing see if you yeah. don't enjoy work you're literally giving about a third of your life for money that doesn't now nah, i know you need money but you're never gonna you, no matter how much money you make it never buys a second of time so the thing is you're wasting your happiness you're wasting your contentment yeah. and it's one of the things where if you're not happy in your work it's the one thing i never understand it's not <laughs> It's not okay. It's not okay to, to not be happy in your work. Like no. there's difference. You don't have to love it, but you have to be content and there has to be pros and cons. Like you might not love the work, but you might love the environment, the crack, and that's fine. But it's one of the things where you have to be you don't have that much time. You really don't wanna this is something that somebody asked me the other day and this the like it they asked me about we were just having a conversation about God. And I was like, I don't know if I fully believe. And like that's down to you personally. I've just I've just been questioning it quite a lot lately, and I, I don't know where I'm, I'm still bouncing in and out of it. And look, that's down to personal preference all there. But I was like, Joe, whenever you don't believe in it, it gives me a little bit of a sense of urgency that like this is the only shot you get. Yeah, and it gives me that sense of like you need to realize like you don't get a second take. Like that's that's it. Once this is done, this is it. If you worked in a shitty job, you hated it for thirty years, that's your own 
fucking fault that isn't yeah. oh i need to support my no 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 no. there's people that have been in your situation and got out of it yeah. no matter where you are there's so many people that have been in there and created a better life for themselves even if they may, maybe don't make just as much they can still get by it's like if you make five grand a month or you make four grand a month like the difference yes is there it's 20 percent, but you'll find a way to live anyway regardless it's just one of the things i can't emphasize that enough because i've worked and worked and worked and worked and it's one of the things where i turn around and be like fuck you know, you only get one swing round. You have to make sure you do it right. There's no do-overs. If you fuck this up, it's all on you and you're going to fucking, oh, Jesus. So take action. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But it's like, the biggest con, I think the biggest con in the world is working for a company. Pretty much. Safety. The safety. They take you five days a week. They take you 40 hours a week, maybe 60 hours a week. They don't want you to dream bigger. They don't want you to start your own company. No, the tax man's taking money off you. No, they're all taking, everything's take, 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 take. But you come to us for 60 hours a week. We'll give you this year. Just enough to keep you alive. No, they're not giving you any more. Like, like how many people is working in a job that they're not like a boss or an owner that's actually making a physical wage that gives them the freedom to do all the shit they want? Very rarely, I, very rarely yeah, that like can for example, happen. I have, I have, I'm going to have full time staff from March, and the first thing I asked the person was, and this is this shows you how. And don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with working a normal nine to five job. I hate this idea that like it's yeah. it's, it's the there's wrong nothing thing. wrong with it at all. But it's no, it's if you the only time it's there's so anything wrong with is it. if you I if you want more, that's the only time that there's something wrong with it. If you like. If you're dreaming of more and want more and you keep yourself in that situation, as you said earlier, that's your own fault. Joe, like what you have to ask yourself is, and I think a lot of people forget what employment is. The only reason you're getting employed is because you're going to make that company more money than it costs to hire you. So if you're paid 20 grand a year, you're probably making them 30, 40, 50, 60. So for example, I'm hiring somebody full-time. They're part-time at the minute, right? And the first thing I say to them is, hey, right, what, what, do you, what do you need as a... What do you need sort of as like a wage, if that makes sense? Uh, and they'd be like, oh, I need X amount because that's why I'm getting them a pass job. And I was like, right, well, I'm going to give you this. And they were like, that's like a, quite a large amount more. And I was like, yeah, because I need you to be valuing this job so much that you work harder for me than you would yeah. the other. Like if you pay minimum wage, you get minimum work. You should get minimum work. Yeah. This is where people end up fried off their head because they're getting minimum wage and they're getting stressed and they fries their head. Now, I do believe there's a safety thing. And a really good example of this is, is it Google at the minute? Yeah. Has to or Twitter. Sure, if everybody thought Twitter was a safe job there. Sure, how many people did Elon Musk fire? It, it same with Google. I think Google down south is losing like two hundred jobs or something in Dublin or probably. Yeah, so it's one of these things where no matter how safe you think things are, it's never really safe. And I got told when I was leaving the fire service, and I'll be very blunt about this that you you know it'll you, it's a risky you know you, how long is the PT game gonna last? Joe, what are you gonna do when you're thirty five? I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't have to work anymore. I'm twenty fucking seven. And I left three years ago in January. So see anybody that's turned around going, what the fuck am I going to do when I'm 35? I'm not going to be working because I'm going to be fucking completely free like I am right now. And it's one of the things where you have to ask yourself, and this is something I wish I'd have done. See all these people that are putting doubts in your head and all. Ask yourself, what if it could go better than you ever could imagine? Because that's literally yeah. what happened to me. Like, I would never have turned around and been like, oh, I'll have a seven-figure property business. I'm going to bring out a SUP and an app. And, and to be honest, I'm working less than I work in the fire service now steadily. And don't get me wrong, it's a big lean in at the start. But if you turn around and go, fuck, do you know what? I could be retired by 30. Like, done. Holy fuck. Like, do you know, would you not want to take the risk? Yeah, well, that, that you just, you literally said the word there now. What if? Imagine like, someone said to you, 
roll the dice, have your dream life. Or stay doing what you're doing now and stay as unhappy as you are now. And all and you have to the do dice, the worst is, case is you end up where you are now. Roll the dice. It's just a what if. Once again, it comes down to regret. What if everything can be so much better with making a few simple changes? Same as same as like that there. I always use this analogy because this used to be me. I used to be scared to go over and talk to a woman in the bar or anything. And like worst case scenario, you go over and talk to her and she goes like, oh, I'm married, I'm, I'm in a relationship or you know, like, get away from me. Yeah. Best case scenario, you can marry that person. Yeah, exactly. Like the one that got Going away. Downside. The one that got away. What if you looked at someone and go, fuck, I should have spoke to her. I should have texted her. I should have rang that girl. Or I should have said yes. When she asked me, right, I said no because I was afraid. Should have said yes. Like there is, there's, yeah. there, there's always risk and reward, and and almost everything you do. And there, like as we said earlier, like being in a nine to five suits some people. Like some people are just happy in a nine to five because they found the nice, the nice kind of balance. They're not too stressed, yeah, doing it, and they're getting, you get that happy and, and they're getting paid enough. And there's nothing wrong with that. The world needs people. If everybody in the world was a risk taker, world would probably be a pl- pretty fucking crazy place, right? There's nothing wrong with it. There's only a problem with it when you dream of more. If you sit in your nine to five every day dreaming of more, that's where the issue comes in. When you yes, when you feel that untapped potential, yeah. you know there's more for you. Now, don't get me wrong; it's just that balance game sort of of where you have to really draw the line there and be. Like there is just this middle ground, in my opinion, where you know there's. I think a lot of people warp in that, like, oh, it's not good enough to just have a normal. Jo- it fucking is. See if you're content with that. But the problem was, I fucking wasn't. I wish it was, but it wasn't. And there's no way me d- doubting myself and talking back to myself because yeah. I just end up bluffing myself and then be miserable in 10, 20 years. And see, to be honest, see if I want to go back firefighting, I'll just apply and I'll get back in. Yeah. People go, oh, you'll not get back in. It's just for- if I want back in, they'll fucking take me back, and I fucking guarantee you that. Yeah, it's like, but it's also, right, normal is okay. Normal is grand. But it's not okay if you don't want to be normal. If you don't Do you, want the normal life. at that, That's when it's not okay. But there's nothing wrong with the normal life. The only problem is when you dream of more and you want more. and But you're, you're sitting in the normal every day and it's eating you. And we see when that starts eating you. That's the sign that you need to get up and you need to start moving. You need to start making moves. You need to start planning because that will literally kill you if you don't. Do you know what's a really good quote? We can, we can even wrap this up yeah. if you're happy enough. Yeah. Uh, read this a long time ago and I think it's a very, very good quote, but enough people don't take it in. Uh, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Yeah, exactly. In anything that 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 is all we need to finish on. I want you to mull that over because that is something that people do. They settle. Don't settle for an average life when you can be great. Uh, as usual, I think Mickey's happy enough. Unless yeah. anything to add, no. Please like, share, do put it in your story. We really appreciate anybody that shared it in their Spotify wrapped. Uh, make sure you tag both or one of us or the page as well. And anything we can do for you, please don't be afraid to write in. We will always do our absolute best and be prepared. For that Christmas special will be absolutely ham and like share make sure you rate and review on Spotify we appreciate it a lot and have a good one good luck